Hello and welcome to the Freelance Confidence Podcast. How exciting. I'm very ill with a cold, so I may sound a bit weird. But basically, this podcast is designed to be just a few minutes um, on a regular basis with little freelance tips and tricks. I've also decided to start it in a kind of ridiculous way, inventing something called Podtober, where every weekday in October I am going to record a Freelance Confidence podcast. It's a ridiculous goal that that just appealed to me for some reason. So stick around, subscribe, although on the first few days the subscription options may not be available just because it takes time to set that stuff up in iTunes and Stitcher and that kind of thing. But there will be an RSS feed at least to start with. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about today was something that I find helps me as a freelancer. It helps me to balance out the finance side of things because however well you're doing you can never be quite sure that you're not going to have a slightly bad month or not do as well as as you hoped you to you hoped you would in terms of the amount of work you get or the amount of pay you get for that work and so something that a lot of freelancers do and I'm certainly one of them is have some kind of side projects that they don't need to put too much effort into on an ongoing basis, but that brings in a nice bit of income nonetheless. Now, these can be any number of different kinds of things. If you Google passive income, you'll find a lot of ideas, although do be aware that that kind of niche is full of a lot of spammy, low quality stuff that maybe worked a few years ago but just isn't a good way to invest your time and energy these days. But having said that, I have a kind of collection of things that is generally work I've done a while ago that still brings in money now. One is that I design t-shirts. Now, it's a weird sideline for a writer, but I have just always enjoyed doing it. It started off as a hobby and then I could upload them to sites like Redbubble and Zazzle and Cafe Press, although I don't tend to bother with Cafe Press because it's not very user-friendly or wasn't last time I tried to use it. And then if people want to buy your design, they buy it from, say, Redbubble, and you get whatever commission you requested. Um, so basically I spend half an hour designing a t-shirt when an idea comes to me, I stick it up on there and then indefinitely those things can be sold and bring me a bit of income. Another thing that I've done that a lot of writers have done is kind of obvious really, which is to write some books. Now it's so easy to sell via Kindle, um, to get your own print on demand books. I've written under a weird series of pseudonyms generally um, for a a lot of reasons, but partly because I thought it would be too confusing to have things in different niches all under the same name. However, recently I've got really into designing colouring pages for adults and I shared some on Facebook just with my friends and various people said, oh, I'd buy that. So I turned it into a book um, self-published 
and they're up on Amazon now. And I, when I was first setting that up, I wondered what pseudonym should I choose for my colouring books? And then just thought, this is a bit ridiculous. I've got more pseudonyms than even I can remember. And actually, they're just going up under my name, and that's that. But again, that's the kind of thing where you can put the work in, and certainly a book takes a lot of work, um, but then you can forget about it. You don't have to worry about delivery. You don't have to worry about anything. You just let Amazon or Barnes & Noble or whichever site is selling your book do its thing and wait for the cash to come in at the end of the month. And another thing I've done that I perhaps wouldn't do if I was starting out now, but that used to work quite well and still does, but perhaps needs a bit more attention now than it used to, and that is set up websites promoting affiliate products, which means that you set up a website all about how marvellous a particular product is, and then if anybody buys it through your link, you get a proportion of the cash. And I do all right out of those, but I'm not relying on them lasting because I think nowadays to set up a good niche website, you need to put quite a lot of ongoing effort into it and not set up one of these five page Amazon affiliate sites. I think you'd probably get nothing for those these days. So that's just three ideas of things that Um, they vary obviously in sales. I get a lot of t-shirt sales generally in the run up to Christmas, not so many in March, you know, books can take a different timeline. Um, affiliate sales can be completely random, but it's just reassuring to know that on average, I have a few hundred quid landing in my bank from work I did sometimes four or five years ago. So if you are a bit concerned about the financial instability aspect of freelancing, which a lot of people understandably are. Maybe have a think about what you could do alongside your freelance writing that could also produce a longer-term regular income for you. Okay, don't forget to check out freelanceconfidence.com and to tune in tomorrow for episode two. All right, this has been Philippa Willits. Thanks, bye.